Hello, hello. Welcome back. Oh my gosh, it's halfway through October as I record this. And I don't know about anybody else, but 2022 has just been like I blinked and it's over. And I'm so, I'm so excited because I fucking love this time of year. I've said it, I've said this before on the podcast. As soon as the AFL Grand Finals on, I'm like, bang, it's go time, baby. It's summer. It's all about Christmas, being with family, being at the beach. It's like riding my bike lots because the sun's out and New Year's. I fucking love New Year's. I love that whole vibe of like reflection and setting intentions and thinking to the future and what you want the year to look like. I just can't believe we're already at that point. I'm sort of at that point where I'm starting to look on Skyscanner too and seeing which country I'd like to spend New Year's in. Um, So it's just a really, really, really exciting time. I'm thinking I might go off into the jungle somewhere in Asia. I don't really know, but I just love this time of year. Um, and something that I have noticed with speaking to clients and doing a lot of like, obviously I am so blessed to have such an intricate understanding and knowing into like a deep dive into my clients' lives. I know that this time of the year can actually be quite triggering and quite stressful for a whole range of reasons. Like sometimes it brings up family drama or it brings up grief or heartache and and all of those things. But what I'm talking about in this episode today is actually all around money. And this time of year, like Christmas coming and just all of that, it can be a really stressful time. And money is something that I've noticed with so many of my clients and inside of uh, money mindset, it's something that can really hold us back from living our most expansive life is this stress. It's like this this fog and dark black cloud that can follow us around when we are consistently in survival mode, worrying about where money's going to come from or how we're going to pay for bills or how we can possibly redesign our life when we have a mortgage to pay or kids' school fees to pay and all of that. And it's bloody stressful. And I totally understand it. Like I would say in terms of all of the work that I've done, and I've had some of the most amazing mentors in the world, I've spent tens and tens and uh, like more money than I've actually, I'm not like afraid to say how much money I've, I don't know off the top of my head, but probably close to $50,000 in my own mentors, coaches, personal development in the last few years. And I think the most work that I had to do was around my money mindset and what has happened in my life since I really unlocked all of the beliefs and stories and my relationship to money, what's changed has been next level. And I've seen this happen for a lot of my clients and I don't want anyone to not be able to live a life that they came here for. Like I truly believe that we all came here for a purpose. We all have a reason for being here in a way that we are meant to expand the world and the collective. And by us really pursuing those things, we are able to inspire others and to make the world a brighter and happier place. And some of us just cannot, or we believe we cannot do that because of money. And to me, that's sad. And that's why I created the course Money Mindset a long time ago, because I could see it was a real block for people. And it was really the reason or the obstacle that they could see in their way between them and this other life, this dream or this expansion or this being able to be who they came here to be, money often was the thing in the way. So what I've seen happen when I work on money mindset with clients and in my own life is fucking phenomenal, like beyond incredible sometimes. Like I know how this works. I understand exactly what's happening and I'm very intentional about the questions I ask clients and how I lead them through their money mindset journeys. But 
I know what I I know what's happening, but every time I get a text from a client where it says what's happened, I even still get this thrill of like, get out. Like the way this works is incredible. So like I said last week, Money Mindset will be opening again in just a few weeks because I want this to be something that we ditch before the crazy Christmas period. I want this to be something that you take with you if you have a business and you want 2023 to be the most abundant year yet and you want to get rid of stress around money. Like I used to have stress. The only, I feel like for me, I'm not really one to stress much ever. Like I'm very, I'm not really. I don't know, like I'm just not really one to get stressy often, but money was the thing that could spiral me and it hasn't spiraled me for years. It really hasn't spiraled me for quite a few years and it's because I started working on my money mindset and I wanted to share with you, this is what I got from a client just recently. It's a message um, and I'm going to read it out for you just so that you get some evidence that when you do the inner work, you can also change your outer experience or you can change what happens inside of your bank account. So one of my clients, we just did a once-off session and it was all around money mindset and she said, this is the text, remember that game you told me to play with the universe to double my prices and see what happens? Well, I did it and I worked hard on my mindset about not feeling icky every time I sent out a proposal. I sent it with love and gratitude and confidence. And now I'm booked out nearly three months in advance and I have literally doubled my income. I am able to service my clients so much better. I'm less stressed and feeling so aligned and focused and ready for the next step. So thank you one session, life-changing. That message made me so happy. I feel like I could cry just now. And then another one, this was from uh, the last round, the last, actually the only live round I've ever done before of Money Mindset. We got a message inside the Facebook group and it said, since joining Money Mindset, I've had $11,422 in sales. The three weeks prior was zilch. This is going into my evidence log. Thank you. Thank you. So as you can see, I'm a huge believer in doing the inner work to help expand your external world. And that's the way it works. What we want to see on the outside, we must first work on on the inside. And so I will be opening the doors to do a live round. I'm so excited. I absolutely adore live rounds because I get to teach. I get to see your faces. I get to connect. We have a Facebook group. You can ask questions. There's hot seat coaching. There's just so much activity and engagement. And it's a quick four week, like let's bust through your money stories. Let's identify your limiting beliefs. Let's work on what's going on so that you can feel expansive, tap into what you were here to do, and also be of service to the world. Get out of survival mode, get out of stress mode. So what I've seen, and this is what today's episode is all about, I want to be able to give you some actual tools and tangible practical steps to start to uncover what's going on internally with your relationship with money. And also at the end, I want to give you some of my top my top hacks and my top tips and what I do regularly when it comes to money that I feel really, really helps. And it has, it's really like I have made, you know, and I'm not going to, I don't like to, often I don't like to actually give specific numbers because there's context around it. And I'm very aware that people will sometimes compare themselves and make themselves feel bad or, you know, make judge themselves. And there needs to be a whole story. So this is not an episode about me giving context around 
you know, my business finances or, you know, where I'm at compared to where I was. But what I will say is that where I am now is like I make what I made as a teacher in a few months now and that is the new norm to me. And that is because of the money mindset I did. Hands down, there is nothing else to it. Obviously, I take a shitload of action and I'll get to that. I take a lot of action but nothing really changed. I, I just did the internal work. I worked on my stories. And the fact that I'm even on here pressing record talking about money is evidence of how much work I did. I was the person who was fucking mortified when my first coach said to me, how much money would you like to make? I was like, oh, that is such a personal question. That is so triggering to me. Like, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to make too much. I'm not greedy. I'm not materialistic. La, 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 la. All the stories I told myself. And that's when I started to realize, oh, money makes me feel super icky, like super icky. And how the hell are you going to build a sustainable and an abundant business when you've got that story and you cannot even talk to clients about how much your investments are like, it's not going to work for you to have ick around money. If you have a business or even in a job, if you have a career, you will not attract more money. If you don't believe you are worthy of it, if you believe it's icky, if you believe it's gross, if you can't talk about it. And it really shits me. This is just side rant. It really shits me that this is not something we're taught at school. It really annoys me that this is not something like, yes, some schools maybe have economics, not all of them, but nowhere are you taught in the curriculum to actually understand how to manage money, how to manage finances, the compound, like, yeah, you learn the compounding effect in maths, but like, where is this being taught to us at school? And why are we only, you know, doing it throughout off our own accord when we're a lot older and we've already lost years and years and years of compounding effects. So we've already got all of these programmed paradigms around ickiness with money. So we feel disempowered. We need to really bring some light to this topic. And I invite you to check in with yourself. As I talk about money, ask yourself the question, what is this bringing up for me? Does it feel icky? Does Brianna sound like a fucking bitch? Like whatever it is that's coming up for you, what what is that telling you about your relationship with money? So let's just start right there. Let's start to look at your relationship to money. And I'm going to say some words. And all I want you to do as I say them is just take note of what happens in your body, how you feel and what sort of associations come up. So as I say a word, just notice what comes up for you. Money, rich, wealth, all those different types of words, right? Even as I say money, 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 money. Like what are the words that come up for you? What are the feelings that happen inside of your body? What are the things, and this is a really good indicator of your relationship to money, and that's what I want you to start thinking about it as, a relationship. I want you to start thinking about money as a relationship, as if it's a person. So if money were a person, if money were your lover, how would it feel if it knew the way you thought about it, if it knew how you felt about it behind its back? If you had a relationship with money, if you had a relationship with somebody where you you secretly kind of wanted them, but you were ashamed of it. And every time it was mentioned, you got stressed and you felt like, no thanks. And every time you had to deal with it, you just shut off and closed down. Would that person want to be in your life? 
would that person show up for you? Would that person support you? Would that person actually run away? Because the truth is that is a very good indicator of your relationship with money and how it's going to respond to you. Money is literally just an object. It is just a thing. It is no different to a fork. It is like the only difference is the associations that you have to it, the beliefs you have with it, the feelings you have around it. But really, it's an object. It's numbers on a screen and we give it so much power. It is numbers on a screen. And what we need to do as we work on our money mindset is start to change the associations we have with money. So we start thinking of money as something that is there to support us, like a lover or a best friend. Money is something that should make you feel excited. Money is something that should make you feel expansive. Money is something that makes you want to be the best version of yourself. And what happens when you have unconditional, supportive, loving friends around you? It makes you a better version of yourself. When you have money in your life, you actually, and this is one of the main beliefs that I really had to shift. I had this real core belief that money makes you like materialistic, greedy, wanting it makes you a bad person, all of this, right? And because of that, money wasn't really, and let's add that, let's add this, you know, point that I was a uni student for six years. So I was never really rolling in it. And because of that, I'm actually so grateful because I felt like I was a baller when I just got my first job out of uni. Like I was on my first year teaching, I was like, I don't know, making a standard amount, but I was a baller. And so because of that, I've just had so many years of feeling like I actually don't need a whole lot to feel abundant. And because of that, I feel abundant with very little. And a point that I must make here is that this is all relative, right? Like it's all dependent on your conditioning. If you grew up in the Kardashians household, you would probably look at most people's banks, bank accounts and go, oh, cute, they're povo, you know? Like it just depends on your conditioning. But for me, my conditioning, just years and years of being a student and also a lot of sort of societal and different types of conditioning around like money makes you greedy, money is the root of all evil, all of that bullshit. I was, you know, a little afraid to admit that I wanted more money because I sort of had this association or this belief that to want more money would mean I'm greedy, would mean that I'm not a nice person, would mean that I'm really materialistic. And they're all things that I am not. So I was cock blocking money subconsciously and energetically. My mindset was actually stopping me from having money because it it represented everything I did not want to be. I want to be giving. I want to be of service. I want to feel expansive. And what I've found to be true now is that the more I have, the more I circulate, the more I have, the more I can give, the more I have, the more stress-free I feel. And actually what really happened was when I felt stressed around money, when I felt scarce around money, when money felt limited and like I was in lack, I couldn't be more me. I had to feel like I was kind of like, oh, I can't go to that thing or like I can't give freely. I'm sorry. I have to actually can't go round for round like as much as I'd love to. I couldn't like, you know, I wasn't able to be the giving person I wanted. Also, I wasn't able to do the things that I love because I was always working three or four jobs or you know, like money made me stressed and that's not who I want to be. And so 
it's actually really interesting just to think about, first of all, what are your associations with wanting? If you were to want more money, what would that mean about you? What does that say about you? And is it even true? You know, I've had so many great pieces of evidence in my life. The more I've worked on my money mindset, the more I have seen it show up in my life. And what I'll say is it's not always how you think it's going to show up. I work on my money mindset in so many ways and I'm going to get to my top tips, but it always comes in really random ways. Like you'll think I want more money and a lot of people are straight to, you know, I want more money in my business. It comes in so many different ways, but the more I have accumulated, the more I've been able to give and have that freedom and that space to give more freely my time and my energy. If I'm stressed about money, how much love can I pour into my clients? Because maybe I'm too busy like working 5,000 jobs or saying yes to clients that are not aligned. Or like this round, for example, of Level Up, I am hosting the most bougie, beautiful celebration retreat that is for free just because I want to, just because I genuinely want to celebrate these women and give them a space to get to know each other and to be around like-minded people and to sit in a teepee and to have some food and drinks and celebrate themselves. Like I couldn't do that if I was so scarce and stressed about money. I wouldn't be able to give. I wouldn't be able to be the person I want to be, which is celebrating people. And, you know, if I didn't have that money mindset work behind me, I wouldn't have been able to create a business that felt abundant. And that's what I see all the time with clients that I'm working with. There's too many stories. There's too much fear. There's too much ickiness that they actually cock block themselves from receiving. And, it's just, it's a real shame because when we're in survival mode, we can't be our best self. And I, you know, there is that line, money doesn't make you happy. Of course, happiness can come from so many different things. Happiness can come from being at the beach. Happiness can come from being with your family. But can you really be present and enjoying that moment with your family if mentally you are stressing out about how you're going to pay the bills? If you don't even get time with your family because you're working 5,000 jobs because you're stressed about money? Like money may not make you happy, but it sure as shit will take away stress. It sure as shit will make you more present with your loved ones. And that is something that can ultimately contribute to our happiness. So, and the other thing that I'll say here before I get into my top hacks is that abundance can be measured by so many different things. And you know how I said just before, I feel abundant with very little. What that means for me is A, I feel like all my needs are met with a very small amount of money because I actually feel abundant AF just because I, when I have food in my cupboard, when I have an abundance of love in my life, when I have my family around me, when I know that I've got bills covered, you know, fuels paid for, I've got a nice home, my basic human needs are met. I, that to me feels like I'm a, everything else is a bonus. Everything else is overflow. Everything else is so abundant and juicy that I don't feel like I'm ever in scarcity mode because I'm always feeling pretty abundant at a basic level. And a lot of that is because money is not my metric for abundance. My metrics for abundance is love and laughter and, and all of these other beautiful things. And because I have those and I feel abundant, money usually shows up as the byproduct, the end result of my abundant mindset. So start thinking about that too. What is your metric for abundance? 
So there's a lot there for you to just sort of stew on and think about. And like I said, I encourage you to think about what comes up as I start talking about money. What are the thoughts and beliefs you have? Because ultimately that's going to show you where your money mindset is at. And if you may be blocking abundance and money coming to you, really, really important that you just start observing the way you respond to money. So What I want to talk about is some of my top hacks and tips and manifestation sort of practices that I do and use all the time that have helped me along my journey of rewiring my money mindset and programming myself to be open to receiving, to being really okay talking about money and to be in a position where I can actually hit record and talk about money. Like the word used to trigger me. The word used to be so loaded for me. And that was my own shit that needed to be worked through. And as soon as I did, money came into my bank account in multiple different ways. So let's talk about my top hacks and my top practices and tips, because I find these to be tiny little shifts that make the biggest difference. So first of all, I want you to look at your language. I want you to look at your language patterns because language and words can trigger emotional responses for all of us. And those emotional responses, those vibrations, because emotions carry an energetic vibration, it can be measured. Our emotions are actually what we create because we're always attracting something that is in resonance with our emotions. So words can trigger emotions, right? So get to know what your emotional reactions are to different words and if need be, change your language. So when you, for example, I never say I have to pay a bill. I say I get to pay a bill because that to me feels so much more abundant. Like the fact that I get to pay a a water bill and I get to pay electricity bills and I get to pay for my dentist and I get to pay for these things to me is evidence of how abundant my life is. I am so grateful and so fortunate that I have running water. I'm so grateful and so fortunate that I get to pay a grocery bill. I get to go to Coles, choose anything that I want, and I get to pay that because that is an evidence that to me feels so much more expensive than I have to pay a bill. Have to pay a bill sounds like scarcity, sounds like lack, sounds like stressed. When I get to pay for whatever bill comes my way, I feel like, thank the Lord that I have this, right? And even that, if the word bill, if you hear bill and you go, oh God, it feels stressful. It feels like you go into that scarcity mindset. Ask yourself the question, what if I was to call it something else? What if a bill was not a bill, but an evidence of abundance? I am. I get to pay this evidence of abundance in my life. Look at all the words around money and see what it brings up for you. What about debt? Does debt feel loaded to you? Does debt feel scary to you? Does debt feel limiting to you? What if debt was expansive? And there can be some expansive debts. I truly believe that. Some of the debts that I took out were the ultimate ingredient to my expansion. I actually took a debt. I remember I've shared this before. My dad helped me pay for my business coach. The very first time I invested in a business coach, my dad paid half and I had a debt to him. And that came back tenfold tenfold. So it was an expansive debt. So check in with your language and see what's coming up for you there. And if you can just tiny little language shifts make such a big difference. Now, the other thing is spending. The second thing is every time you spend and even there, look at what that word brings up for you. Does spending money feel like not nice in your body? If so, can you change it to circulating? And when you do 
tap your card or pay a bill or spend money, what I do every single time I tap my card, every time I spend money, every time I pay an invoice, every time I pay mans, like whatever it is, I'm like intentionally setting out that circulation into the world because money is a money when we spend it it means it's in circulation and when it's in circulation it can always come back it's a flow rather than a letting go so when I spend when I tap my card I always mentally say thank you and open to more thank you and what I spend I circulate what I circulate I receive back what I circulate I receive back and so and sometimes you might even like to say what I circulate, I receive tenfold, I receive back tenfold. So we're always tapping and spending like a boomerang. And it's that expectation and intention that we set into motion. So even just mentally and intentionally declaring that what I spend, I receive back tenfold can be those tiny little things that just change your energy and set an intention into motion. Another thing, number three, something that I did a few years ago, and it's so cool. I should definitely share this on my socials, but I wrote myself a blank check about, I think it was 2019 that I wrote myself, um, I printed out a blank check and I wrote the amount that I wanted, you know, that I was calling in and that I was intending to create inside of my business. And I wrote the check to Miss Mindset and I wrote the amount. And it's so funny because last time I logged into, um, my Kajabi. And what I will say is it took longer than what I wrote on the check. I said a certain date and it didn't come by that date, but it came soon after. And so it's like just trusting that it's coming, trusting that, you know, there is always a higher plan for you. And it's not about going into scarcity, but trusting the process and trusting that you're always where you need to be. But yes, I wrote a check for myself and I put that in my office and I looked at it all the time and I imagined seeing that money on my bank account or on my reports. And it was so cool to see that, uh, like I surpassed that number recently when I logged in. I was like, oh, that looks exactly like the blank check that I wrote or the check that I filled out for myself. And so that's just another way because repetition is how we embed things into our subconscious mind. When you're seeing an amount repeatedly, you're going to start to embed it. And what what is in your subconscious mind is what we are creating. Now, the fourth tip, the fourth thing, and this might be one of my favorites, the fourth thing that I will say about your money mindset is that you really do become the average of the people that you hang out with. Most people actually hang out with people who are in a very similar income bracket to them, give or take. It's very unlikely that working class are best friends with millionaires and billionaires and and vice versa. So if you want to be expanding your money consciousness, if you want to be expanding your money mindset, if you want to be expanding the amount of money that you see in your account, you need to be around expanders. So who are the people who normalize money for you, who talk about it, who actually have really, you know, inspirational income levels. Who are those people in your life? If you don't have them, find them. You must find them. You need to find them either through podcasts or books. Like get yourself into that energy and that mindset of other people who normalize money and show you what good you can do with it. That's another thing. Get that into your consciousness, into your psyche, into your social feeds. Like who are the expanders who normalize money? Join a mastermind, buy a book, get into a course. Like get into, if you have a business, get into a business group coaching program where you're the small fry, like literally make yourself the small fry because that nothing expands and normalizes you quicker than realizing, oh, 
I'm actually not asking for a whole lot. People here just like me are making so much more and it's normal and it's something that I can do too. Wow. Like that's so incredible. I can't remember the quote, but oh, there's a quote by somebody that just came to mind and it's like, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And it's kind of the same if you're trying to expand your money consciousness. If you have the most money and you're trying out of all your friends and family or whatever, and you're trying to expand your money consciousness, you're probably in the wrong room for your growth. So get around people who normalize money, right? Now, the next one, focus on it. I can't say this enough. I say this inside of every single course with every client. What we focus on grows. What is the beast that you are feeding? Are you feeding the beast of stress and scarcity? Are you actually avoidant of money completely? If you have a business, do you never look at your numbers? Do you avoid reconciling your bank accounts? Do you never look at your KPIs? What we focus on grows. If you want to grow money, you must focus on it. So what I do is every single month I have a money date and at the beginning of every month, I actually fucking look forward to this. Who would have known? I used to be the avoidant person, bury my head in the sand, not look at it, not feel empowered, just avoid, avoid, avoid. If you're avoiding money, let me tell you, it is avoiding you. (laughs) Uh, So what I do is I actually have a money date where I I look back, I reconcile my numbers, I look at my profit and loss, I set goals and I I say, thank you. I respect money. If I respect money, it respects me. And so focus on it. Have a money date. If you have a partner, sit down. Paul and I actually do this all the time. We sit down, we look at our combined net worth. We look at, you know, what we're building towards. We talk about what would feel like an abundant lifestyle for us. We talk about what would feel like an abundant money amount for us. And we put goals in place. We set things in motion so that we can actually focus on it together, get excited by it, feel supported by money, feel supported and on purpose together. So, Again, have the conversations, hopefully with expanders. If not, just give yourself a day every single week or every single month. I've got some money coaches. I actually was coached by one. One mentor of mine said to do it every single day. And I'll be honest, I don't do it every day. I probably could. Uh, But at least have some sort of, you know, consistent date where you set aside time to focus on money because what we focus on grows, right? And the last thing I've sort of already mentioned this is to count evidence of all of the abundance in your life. Look for evidence of abundance, not just in money, in love, in food, in relationships, in the clothes in your wardrobe, in the amount of shoes that you have, like in all of the makeup that you have in your makeup, like where get evidence of abundance in your life and don't limit it to money. Money is a byproduct, an end result of having an abundant mindset. And so if you don't have money in your life right now, look at all the other evidence of abundance in your life and then watch what happens as you start to see how abundant you really are and fucking celebrate all of it. That's the last one. Celebrate all of it, like all the abundance. But even with money, if you won't celebrate finding a five cent coin, if you can't celebrate the small things, you sh- you are not going to celebrate the big things. And it's almost like a disrespect. Remember I said in the beginning, if money were a person, how would it feel about the way you responded to it? How would money feel if you found five cents and went, ugh, just five cents? 
Like that's disrespecting money in all of its forms. If you get a client that says, oh, I actually want to pay you an extra 10 bucks. This service was so amazing. Celebrate that as if it's a million. Like celebrate all of it in all of its forms because when you celebrate the small things, you actually create space for the big things. You will not feel any form of satisfaction if you can't celebrate the small things when the big things come, they either won't because you're showing disrespect to it or they'll get come there. They'll come to you. And once again, you'll be in the habit of going, oh yeah, cool, next thing. And so you'll actually cock block yourself from more. So those are my top tips or hacks and things that I do a lot and I've found to be really, really helpful. Like I said, I want you to be able to work on your money stories and your money sort of feelings and emotions and mindset so that you can create more of it so you can get out of scarcity and so you can be more of who you were put here to be. Money is not the root of all evil. People are amazing human beings, right? And what I've seen is that if you're a greedy asshole and you get more money, you're just going to be more of a greedy asshole. If you are a beautiful, caring, kind person who wants to give and wants to be creative and wants to be all of these things, more money just makes you more of what you already are. It does not change you. And so I know the people that listen to this podcast are legends because I speak to a lot of you in my DMs. I speak to you as clients. I know that the people listening to this are good human beings who want to do good things with the world. You want to do good things for your family, for your partners, for your loved ones, for your business, for your clients. And trust me when I say more money just allows you to do more of it. So we need to get more money in the hands of good people because that's what's going to change the world, you know? And that's why I actually created the Money Mindset course because I know that I attract good people into my world and I want more good people to have more of the resources and tools to do what they're here to do and to create more expansion. So that is my rant on money today. I'm going to continue with this money stuff. So like I said, please let me know if this lands, share it with anyone who you think needs to hear it, especially leading into Christmas, share it with friends, share it with whoever needs to hear it, put it on your socials, tag me, let me know your aha moments or any more questions or blocks, because I will do another one as we lead into Christmas. I'm going to keep doing these money series. And I am going to open a live round. I wasn't actually going to do another live round because I've already, <laughs> I actually had not really considered doing it. But then I thought, actually, it's really perfect for Christmas. I was getting some amazing feedback and testimonials from the people who are already doing Money Mindset. So I'm going to open it again very soon and do a live round because I love it. So put your name on the wait list. It's in the show notes. It's in the link in my Instagram. If you want to jump on the wait list, that's going to open really, really soon. I would love to have you in there. It opens soon. Just get yourself on the wait list so you can hear all the juicy details. And like I said, if you landed, if something landed in this episode, I would love to hear from you. Share it on your socials, jump into my DMs, and I will see you next week for more Money Mindset. Bye.